It's time for the Ron and Brian podcast. Get ready to fill your ears with the latest news, politics, current events, and whatever else we feel like talking about this week. And now, your hosts, Ron and Brian. All right, and good evening. It is Sunday night, 8 o'clock, and it is time for episode 195 of the Ron and Brian podcast. I'm Ron, as always, joined by the man of the hour, Brian. Brian, how's it, my friend? Ron, yes. I'm going to tell you something. Um, uh, this uh, this past week, ha- we've had some highs. We've had yep. some lows, yes. ups, downs. We've zigged, we've zagged. Um, but more importantly, um, I just want to let everyone know that if you're out there and you're being really hard on yourself right now for something that happened, it's normal. That is what's going to happen to you in life. No one gets through unscathed. We are all going to have a few scratches on us. Please be kind to yourselves. Stand up for yourself. Very please. nice. Should we should we start off the week with some good news to give the people? I thought you were going to ask me whose quote did I just um, use. Uh, I, I felt it was uh, Mother Teresa. Taylor Swift. Wow. Wow. I always forget how much of a Swifty you are. Always Man. forget that. Uh, but, but good news, quick trolley good news. update. Um, we have uh, we have talked about uh, the foster dog trolley that's been hanging out here in our home for uh, we're going on almost a little over three weeks now. Well, good news. Uh, later this week, trolley is going to be going to her forever home. Uh, we had a meet and greet with a potential adopter yesterday who has decided uh, to bring this lovely dog home. She's sitting back here in the recliner, uh, excited. Uh, to be part of the podcast, but excited to be going to her forever home. As a reminder, out there to everybody, uh, adopt, don't shop. Brian, you'll never even get to meet Trolley. She'll be out of here before you will be able to come visit. Uh, it's possible she gets returned. Um, <laughs> I'm just, you know, I think that it needs to be pointed out that uh, it needs to be pointed out that you are a uh, you are the hero of the week. You are the you and your wife are the official Ron and Brian podcast um, heroes of the week for fostering a dog. Um, you have several cats. Yep, six. Uh, yes, that is correct. Six. You have a dog. Uh, we do. Yes, Paisley. Um, yep. And yet, you still um, uh, uh, found it in your home and in your hearts to open up. And let this dog who um, needed a home uh, uh, survive a, a period of time, not in a cage, you know, not on a cold concrete floor, but in a loving, warm home. And, right. uh, and 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 that, you know, I it needs to be said just how, um, you know, that, uh, you know, there are some there are good people in this world. There are some good um Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. Oh, Kurtzy dog can't hear me. Can't hear me. Um, headphones on, but yeah, but, so uh, in the recliner there. But yeah, I think um, you know you guys need to be commended, and uh, for those people out there, if you can um, foster an animal, foster yeah. a dog, Agreed. foster a cat, um, foster a Ukrainian refugee family if you can. Um, there's a lot of uh, empty bedrooms in America. There are Ukrainian refugees who are fleeing a war zone right now. Later on that. We'll talk about that later. Um, but uh, kudos to the two of you for fostering that dog. And, uh, you know, what was, what was she there for? About three weeks? Well, a little over three weeks, yeah. So we got her uh, three three Saturdays ago. And during that period of time, um, you, 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 you made her comfortable. And that, uh, that deserves to be recognized. We healed her. We... Uh... We, we treated her ailments, and now she is, uh, I think, ready to, to move on, move on to bigger and better things. And in a way, Ron, didn't she also heal you? Who rescued who, Brian? Who rescued who? <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going, should we, I, we should foster Brian. That's what we've often said. Well, I think the idea has always been that, um, you know, once we do reach a certain age and, and uh, of retirement time, that I will be moving in with Ron and his wife who will take care of me because obviously I will need to be taken care of. Obviously. Um, well, let's get things rolling. Good news. Good way to start the week. Let's keep it rolling. 
with a drink of the week. Drink of the week. Drink of the week. Trancher. Drink of the week. Drink of the week. Drink of the week. All right, Brian, what are you drinking this week? Ron, when I say the words Staten Island, New York, what do you think? Uh, I think of uh, the incredibly high toll to get over the Verrazano Bridge. I think that moving forward, you should think about, hold on, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. our good friends over at Flagship Brewing Company, mm-hmm. founded in 2014 in the neighborhood of Tompkinsville on the waterfront of south of Staten Island's North Shore with the goal to make unforgettable beer in the forgotten borough. Only steps away from the Staten Island Ferry, well worth the visit. Our friends over at Flagship sent me over their Kill Von Kolsch. Coming in at 4.9%. It has a subtle Pilsner malt flavor that is paired with a mild fruitiness from Hill Melon hops for a well-balanced beer. Top fermented as an ale, but cold conditions as a lager. This beer is perfect for any condition. Nice. Take a sip. Let me know how Excellent. it is. Mazel. Prost, if you will. Taking a second sip. All right. Yeah. It's so nice to not have to drink an IPA. It's so nice after uh, probably, I would say, a year and a half of forcing IPAs down my throat, much like the penises of the Navy sailors during um, Fleet Week. uh, Yes. Anywho, Ron, what are you drinking? Uh, So this week, um, we we love collaborations, don't we, Brian? Yeah. if there's anything that I love more than is a brewery who is taking on some type of social agenda, mixing in a politician and coming up with a beer that you will buy. What have you got? This isn't quite that kind of collaboration. It's a collaboration between two breweries. Uh, This is Workhorse Brewery out of King of Prussia, Pennsylvania. Uh, They partnered with Cape May. Uh, uh, brewing out of Cape May, New Jersey, obviously uh, making this cold black Indian pale ale cut from the same cloth from the blue collar pride and drive of Pennsylvania to the creative and service centric minds of the Jersey Shore cut from the same cloth as a collaboration brew between Workhorse and Cape May. This cold black IPA takes two traditional styles, lager and any IPA, and combines them to create an entirely new way to imbibe. Clocking in at 6%. Take a look at this cold black IPA. First time trying this one. That looks like the way I take my coffee. It's, uh, it's, It's bitter. It's got some bite. He's going back for more. It's not bad. You, it's, it's a very, um, even though you expect the hoppiness from from the IPA, it's sure. got like a, a bitter crispness to it. I don't know that I could have more than one, but it's it's definitely very flavorful. Now, um, mm. let me ask you a question. Yeah, six uh, percent. Usually on the higher end of the beers that you you go for, is that because of the uh, pajama party that we are doing tonight at nine thirty live Sunday for those who are watching live? For our Patreon subscribers, once a month, the last Sunday of every month, we invite our Patreons to join us on the show. Um, we've got some 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 amazing content uh, lined up. Uh, it's a way for people to support the show and to really create a community, which is something you and I have done over the past 195 episodes. Very true. Very true. Uh, valid question about the beer, though. Uh, any lactose? No lactose this week. Which is why you said you could, you're only going to have one of them. That's right. I clean. I had to clean up the beer fridge a little bit. I had to uh, to get rid of some beers that have been sitting there for a while. So it was. Uh, you'll have a whole new selection uh, the next time you come to visit. What is your um, uh, uh, What is your th- uh, throwaway policy for beers? Um, when it gets to the point that I can't remember when I put it in the fridge. That's when I figure it's time to probably get rid of it. That's fair. 
That's actually uh, that's a that's a really good uh, barometer for uh, when to toss a beer. Right, um, there you go. Very good. What else? Uh, what else? Beef of the week is what else? Ron and Brian's beef of the week. Brian. What's bothering you this week? Um, listen, that's the subject everyone's going to be talking about this week is the um, Russian invasion of Ukraine, something that has been talked about um, leading up weeks of hostility. Um, I certainly am not in a position where I can opine. That's a pie. I'm going to be opining. Um, but my beef of the week this week is conservatives, um, including Donald Trump, who have come out over the past few days um, declaring that Putin never would have um, invaded the Ukraine if Donald Trump was still president because Putin's only invading Ukraine because of the weakness of uh, Joe Biden. That has infuriated me this week. Has it? Okay. Um the the conservative movement's leader over the past four years has gone um, uh, uh, concerningly out of his way to support Putin, no matter what he's doing, to um, flatter him, to um, uh, take the word of Putin over the word of the American intelligence agencies um, on a variety of different subjects. Um, the fact that during the four years that Trump was in power, Putin's rise and ascension to um, to uh, a, a, a position where he was primed to um, invade another country, um, especially a country in the Ukraine, where uh, Trump w uh, famously um, ordered the uh, withholding of, of military aid um, in lieu of uh, uh, digging up dirt on Joe Biden. Um, uh, it's just it, it is it is just so upsetting to me to hear the conservatives who are so adept at, um, uh, uh, at at writing a narrative that is not based on their own previous words, that they will just say whatever they want to say in that movement, in that time, and they just know that people will just blindly follow them. That is my beef of the week. Ron, Fair enough. bothering you. Um well, can, can I give you my thoughts on your beef for a moment? Because I, I, yeah. I, I was I was aggravated by this as well. My only my only takeaway, my only thought in the way that this could potentially be anywhere close to valid is yes, I agree with you. Like um, Donald Trump was, I don't know, I don't know necessarily that he was Putin's bitch, but clearly he is he is uh, the bitch of many Russian oligarchs, and and you know and. Uh, owes debts and things of that nature but sure, allegedly with the with the public outcry of <clears throat> the the uh, russian invasion of ukraine this might have been like the one situation where he would have to break and go against russia and he would he's such a a wild card he's so unstable that he could have potentially done that by responding in a military fashion Whereas if I'm Putin, I'm going to realize that Joe Biden isn't going to respond militarily. He's only going to respond with sanctions and sanctions aren't going to impact people like like Putin. It'll impact the general lives of the Russian people, but it won't it won't impact the the oligarchs and Putin and the billionaires that really control the government over there. And let's Trump's, be honest, Russia is no on. longer a, a communist country. Russia. No, no, no. Has ceased being communist for years. It, it's, Correct. it's a totalitarian dictatorship run by extremely wealthy people. But that's, um, that's just my take. But that's all. Did you just describe the United States, or were you describing <laughs> Russia? Well, again, it, um, we're, we're not that I'll, anymore. I will counter what you just said in terms of trying to um, rationalize validity to it, and I will say that one of Trump's uh, main agendas during his administration was to weaken NATO as much as possible. He, 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 he openly went about um, uh, 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 demanding the uh, that America pay less. Um, he threatened uh, to not support NATO. He threatened to um, withhold support 
um, NATO as a entity is weaker today than it was five years ago, primarily because um, the fact that Europe's uh, uh, lost an ally the uh, for four years. Um, I do not believe under any circumstances that Donald Trump, if he were president today, would sit there and say, oh, we have to go support Europe. Um, he, it, here, and, and just as a perfect reference, is that he's is just as recently as two days ago, he sat there and said, um, what a, uh, a genius and savvy leader Putin is. No, when you're right, you're right, Brian. Uh, when you're right, I have to admit it. So you are right Ron, to be outraged. Yes. Does it, is it bothering you that I'm right? Uh, no, it's not bothering me. I, I, I appreciate uh, you being right. I can I can give you that. Thank you. Okay. What's bothering you, Ron? What's your beef uh, of the week? So my beef uh, seems kind of inconsequential versus uh, what you have just brought up. My beef is with uh, Walmart this week, Brian. Walmart. Oh. Um, I have uh, I have broken down. I've become even more uh, bougie than than usual. I now have my groceries uh, delivered by Walmart on a, a okay. weekly business. Testing out uh, my that Walmart Plus uh, deal they have, so you don't pay for delivery fees and whatnot. So anyway. Their big thing with the groceries is they say, if we're out of something, we'll try and substitute that item for you. And you will never pay more for that item. So one of the things I ordered was a boneless chicken breast. It was like two bucks a pound, like the, sure. the, the family pack. So it would have been like- you get the thin pounds. cut or no? Or you like, to, you like to do that yourself? I do it myself. Why am I going to pay extra You know when I can just get the chicken breast cut it myself? Well, anyway- I know. You like to pound your meat. Yeah, you exactly. like to pound your meat. They were out of the chicken breast, though, and they substituted uh, the chicken tenderloin strips. Mm. But the thing is, so in theory, it was less money because like the pack they sent was only like seven dollars. But because it cost like three something a pound, I only got like two pounds of chicken versus the four pounds of chicken I would have gotten otherwise. So I don't feel like, yes, it didn't cost as much, but I don't feel like I got the I got the appropriate substitution. But you got less. So now when you called Walmart Plus to complain, what <laughs> happened? Uh, I, I just don't even bother to complain. Really? Yeah. With, yeah. It's it's they, there's no customer service in the world anymore, Brian. But you're the same person that wrote off to the company when they didn't deliver all your spices during the <laughs> pandemic. You got shorted on garlic powder. And if I remember correctly, you were complaining about the customer service. You know, I uh, I, I, I guess I've I've uh, found perspective, right? If there's anything that... Uh, um, oh, good question. They didn't ask if I want to substitute or cancel. Uh, unfortunately, I was, uh, I was uh, busy in a meeting for work. So I did not respond within like the little half hour window uh, to say, I don't want this substitution. I feel like Janelle just brought up a very good point that um, that Walmart did make the attempt to bring this to your attention prior to. Um, I'm just saying the there is a out. flaw in their system is all I'm saying. Yeah, the flaw is that you didn't respond during the during the 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 thirty minute window, and um, and then you're going to complain about it afterwards. All right, now you are my beef of the week. You are my beef cake of the week, Ron. So <laughs> touche. Um, so uh, what we've been talking about Ukraine, do we want to talk about everything that's been going on this week? Uh, the Russian invasion of Ukraine, uh, Ukraine fighting valiantly, uh, holding their ground, um, frustrating the Russian military and, uh, uh, not making it move. Everyone assumed that Kiev would have fallen by now. But they have they have held firm. Uh, sure, I, I think I shared a video uh, earlier with you of a uh, Ukrainian farmer uh, stealing a Russian tank, just hooking it on yes. the back of his tractor. And that seems to be uh, an issue. Is that I, I don't know if the army wasn't prepared or wasn't prepared for the length of time that they would be fighting. But a number of their armored vehicles have been running out of fuel. Uh, again, I, I guess guessing they weren't going to be uh, going through such a prolonged fight. What I read was, um, and obviously uh, nobody knows what the Russian military's plans were, um, other than the Russian military. <clears throat> However, what I read was that the um, 
that the expectation was that the Russians were going to steamroll over the Ukrainian uh, military such that there would not be a need for refueling. There was not the supply system built into their attack plan. There was not the logistics. So what you are seeing is a very strong first line of attack, but it, there, there's not much behind it. Right. Um, that does not mean that there are not people dying. There are not innocent people uh, uh, who are uh, uh, currently injured or, or or, or maimed, losing limbs. Where this is war, right. um, military. Uh, you know, the, uh, Russia did start with a an air campaign, um, dropping bombs and missiles from the air um, prior to the tanks coming in. Um, what I am enjoying, and I, I I say that in a way in which the word enjoying could be so easily misconstrued. And I I you know me, I do not like being misconstrued. Do no. not misconstrue me. Never. But. Um, is how much of the uh, 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 street action with th- throughout the Ukraine is being uh, uh, filmed and shared on social media? Go on Instagram. Right. Go on TikTok. There are well, I mean, it depends. What are you looking for in your social media video of Ukraine? If you're looking for something serious, I'm going to say go to Facebook. Um, if you want to see uh, innocents being injured, go to Twitter. If you're looking for hot Ukrainian women who have decided to pick up guns, go to Instagram. Okay. If you are looking for video of Ukrainian citizens on the street openly mocking the uh, Russian military, TikTok has a monopoly of that shit. That, that is true, and and absolutely, and, and I am I have I am all for it. Um, it's it, it it there was a video I believe you also sent me earlier of a Ukrainian uh, uh, guy picking up a mine while smoking a cigarette so he could toss the mine off the off, off of a road. Yeah, like the lack of of respect for the Russian military. There was the famous story earlier this week of a uh, elderly woman who approached a Russian uh, soldier um, who's uh, occupied Ukraine and handed him sunflower seeds um, and said to him, um, you are going to die on our soil, and I would like these seeds to um, produce flowers uh, sometime in the spring, so please keep these in your pockets. Yeah. I was just like, the balls on this lady, I love it. I think the one thing that we have learned is uh, don't fuck with Ukrainians because they are they are a, of a different breed than than others. They are just they are tough. Ukraine is not is not weak. Ukraine is strong. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, um, yeah. So if, if we mentioned it before we were doing the show, can you under in in you know 155 words or fewer okay. can you describe to me what is the justification that the russians have for invading ukraine i mean i've heard uh, i've heard a lot of different theories i mean you know i think part of it is you know a few years back um you know the the pro russia government in the ukraine was was pushed out um and and zelensky obviously was you know elected um, I, you know, there is apparently concern within Russia of Ukraine joining NATO. Um, part of that being, if you, if you look at Russia and look at its history, um, you know, whenever Russia has been invaded because they don't have a lot of mountainous areas in that Western plain. So countries have been able to invade them by just rolling in. And their fear is, you know, with Ukraine, if they become part of NATO, that would allow passage right into their country if anyone wanted to invade or attack them. Um, I've also heard there are there is a port um, in the Ukraine that Russia would like control of. Um, a lot of Russia is in obviously very northern uh, regions. So the majority of the ports of Russia are closed for the majority of the year. They only have one port that is able to remain open all 12 months out of the year because of the weather conditions. Um, one of the, the next closest port that can stay open throughout the entire year is in the Ukraine. So I'm hearing a lot of different reasons, but, um, you know, my, my guess is it's, it's probably a mix of the NATO issue, uh, and the port issue. 
So there was nothing necessarily um, uh, time sensitive or, or 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 imminent. This just this feels like a manufactured assault. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it was something that they had they had planned out, and you know, and, and possibly is it a case of you know is is the country suffering from similar you know supply chain issues that we are, and was it necessary to try and capture that port? Um, were they trying to take over Ukraine before there could be any movement with Ukraine becoming part of NATO? Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, there was nothing nothing that really showed much ur- urgency as to why they would need to uh, invade as quickly as they did. And let's also point something out. Joe Biden is painfully um, uh, a weak <laughs> and he is um, uh, he does not uh, under any uh, circumstances uh, project as a president that is going to do anything other than some whack ass um, sanctions, right? I mean, what, which what is, will serve no purpose whatsoever. What is interesting is you know not not only um, you know has has you know Biden and the U.S. Uh, government responded. You know there has been a number of American businesses that have responded. Um, I know a number of uh, U.S. airlines that partner with Russian airlines have canceled flights. Uh, U.S. tour companies that arrange tours that go to or through Russia have canceled, um, you know, even down to, you know, uh, liquor stores and, and bars in the United States pulling any Russian liquor brand. Um, there are now cancel be, culture at its worst. <laughs> there's now going to be uh, selected Russian banks that are going to be removed from the SWIFT global banking network. Um, so that's really going to, you know, uh, cut off a lot of the, the financial ability of, of a number of areas of the country. Will I still be able to receive my monthly Russian mail order bride catalog? Or do you think that that there will be a disruption there too? You could experience a delay. God damn it! I would just be prepared for that. Um, but again, that, you know, I, and again, we you know, I mentioned it earlier. The frustrating thing is that these sanctions, these things, they only impact the uh, the average Russian who is you know the average Russians are against this war. I mean, when when ever have you seen people marching in Moscow against war? Ron, you disagree under- with me. Listen, under what circumstances do you believe that you are, you can speak as an authority of what the average Russian on the street is thinking right now? Like, (laughs) uh, hold on, hold on. I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. About 23 minutes ago, you were complaining that Walmart Plus sent you chicken tenderloins (laughs) as opposed to a family pack of chicken breasts. That was your greatest upset issue of the week. Now, fast forward 25 minutes, and you are now an authority of the average Russian and what their thoughts are on this war. Ron, defend yourself. I'm I'm multifaceted and very diverse. I can't deny that. That and actually that, is true. That actually question. is true. Good question from Billy. Will Baltica continue to sponsor the show? Uh, in allegiance with our friends in the Ukraine, we have actually uh, removed the episode uh, of Racism Madness uh, that Baltica sponsored. We removed all of the episodes uh, and we will not put them back up uh, until Russia ceases its attack of the Ukraine. Um, we have also uh, taken off all uh, references to uh, Joe Rogan from all of our previous episodes. Uh, any other questions you have for me about the Ukraine? No, you just really, you, um, I, you, uh, I hope, I don't know whether you realize this or not, but we've done it the last couple of weeks. And I actually, I find it interesting when you explain the news to me. <laughs> well, maybe we'll make that a, uh, a regular segment. I, I would, I'm okay with that because um, I've spent the, the entire uh, past three weeks um focusing and, and and thinking about what is, um, you know, is there going to be war in uh, Eastern Europe? What's going on over there? Um, but you were able to just explain to me the why, which is not something that I had uh, thought about earlier. So kudos to you for doing that. Once again, Ron, um, you have brought information to the masses, to the people, to me, to Trolley. To everybody. To, well, let's to bring Walker, it back. Let's bring it back 
<laughs> Bring it back to the U.S. Uh, Pennsylvania. Can I share with you, Brian? Uh, I don't know if you're if you realize if you remember or not, but Dr. Oz is uh, running for Senate here in the state of Pennsylvania. Uh, he is in the GOP primary to try and be the sure. GOP uh, candidate for the for, for the U.S. Senate. Well, now sure. there are uh, there's a GOP pack. Uh, called Honor Pennsylvania uh, that is coming out against uh, Dr. Oz. They do not want him to be the GOP candidate, and they have I'm shocked. To, uh, they've started to they they they're backing his opponent, and they've started to run. Uh, the- Republican in name only. Rhino. Oz's family company hired illegal immigrants. So brave. Oz supported those red flag laws that take away people's guns. Oz criticized heartbeat bills. So liberal. Oz isn't running in California? What is a Pennsylvania? This sounds right for Hollywood. Wrong for Pennsylvania. So they are they they are inundating Philadelphia and Pittsburgh and parts of central Pennsylvania with these ads, uh, tying uh, Oz to to California and liberalism, and it's sure. just it's 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 just it's so enjoyable to watch the GOP eat their own. But it is actually um, really well done because it looks like a shitty um, Hollywood uh, reality show. Oh sure, without a doubt, without a doubt. So uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. But yeah, I just got a kick out of that and wanted to share that with you. Now, at what point? Now, you are a registered Republican. Is that correct? <laughs> I am not. No, I am. I am a registered Democrat. Surprised. Very surprised. Really? Why do you say that? I was a registered independent for many years until um, I forgot which primary I wanted. I went to go vote in and I was told that you are not allowed to vote in the primary for the Democratic Party That's unless true. you are a uh, registered Democrat. And uh, I uh, registered as a uh, as a Democrat right after that. All right. And are you still registered to vote? Yeah. yeah. As a Democrat. All right. Just check. Yeah. Just make yeah. sure. Just so make I sure. do believe that in certain in in ways I um you know I've I I have been swinging somewhat libertarian. Just a little bit. Um. You know what we haven't done in a while, Brian? We haven't taken a look at our gay local, sex. That either, but we haven't taken a look at our local Facebook pages. Uh, Brian, yes. Do you have any uh, any posts from your local Facebook pages that you would like to share? I have one. I sent it to you earlier. One of the things you know, we did this uh, uh, a couple weeks ago. I had a blast with it. I think that uh, most people did. So. Um, this is my local uh, uh, neighborhood Facebook group. And El Hussein Baha posted on Facebook three days ago, mind you. I had the worst experience with Pizza Hut today. It took them one hour and a half to get it at my door. And even worse than that, than that it was so cold and hard. Just like my penis. <laughs> even my kids didn't want to eat it. Just like my penis. I hope they get enough complaints and get their act together. Um, and what 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 really drove me nuts was the 129 comments that um, that were generated from this post. I mean, you should be fucking embarrassed living in New York City, and you are going to provide for your children Pizza Hut. Just it's just it's. It is vile. It is not. Uh, it has zero nutrition to it. It is fillers. It is fats. It's sugars and salts. Um, so El Hussein Baha, um, I, I, you, you should have been too embarrassed to even post this. All right, uh, Brian, I, 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 I think I can top that. And I, I don't always say that, but I think I can top that because we had a a fantastic post. Uh, on uh, one of our local Facebook pages earlier today, uh, someone posted a uh, group of young guns just rode by McKinley Market on dirt bikes and four wheelers taking up both lanes. All right, fair enough. So, uh, Darcy, what does this mean? Question mark, question mark, question mark. We aren't profiling folks, are we? 
for what they look like going by you? What makes you concerned? What were they doing exactly to make you concerned? More info would be helpful? Question mark, question. Too many question marks. So many, so many question marks here. So many. So the uh, poster, Carol, says they were riding on both sides of the road on off-road vehicles. Well, there's your more information. Uh, Michelle, I had two cars in front of me burning their tires and racing each other on a tight street. They do donuts and look to take over the roads. On a nice day, they're all over Broad Street and cause traffic. You do realize ATVs are illegal in PA. I'm sure Montgomery County cops won't tolerate them. Jim asking the real question, what does that mean? Dot, dot, dot. Question mark. Alyssa, no, not the young guns. Do you, do you see which way they went? Now, Alyssa is busting balls, and she will appear later on in another comment. Oh, I love this so much. Stephanie, and this matters why? Hold up. Can we go back to Stephanie for a moment? Sure. Look at her profile photo. Yes. Oh, is that embarrassing? Um, Mark, what does young guns mean? <laughs> Good question. Uh, Stas uh, says, pass me on township line concerned so yeah, was Stoss concerned or was um or 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 were the young guns uh um now when they say young guns are we talking um uh, emilio estevez Kiefer hold, sutherland hold that joke you're getting ahead of me here damn it <laughs> so uh Alyssa jumps back in responding to Stoss. were they headed north east south or west Stoss responds to Alyssa, northbound to which Alyssa responds, okay, if they were going south, southeast, I was going to panic. I love this Alyssa gal. I love this gal. Benjamin. I, I, may, be, I may have to friend her. Benjamin asks, was it young Chris and Neef? Who, those of you who know the game, that was uh, Young Guns from 2003, uh, rap hits from uh, in Philly. Okay. Uh, yes, yeah, someone did provide a Lou Diamond Phillips uh, photo post, which ah. it took me a moment. And then I was like, ah, young guns. Then just random photo posts of people being concerned, uh, telling her to calm down a bit. Uh, and of course, you had to get one photo of uh, barbecue uh, Becky in there uh, to really round it out. Just. Ah, oh, Ron, you killed it. Top notch, just top notch. Right, I don't, I don't know it. how it gets better than that. Oh, genius! Kudos so, to you. So yeah, well, you should have. I mean, Janelle brings up a good point, Brian. You should have showed the pizza comments. I expect a slideshow from you next time. Next time, you know what? Let's make sure we do this on a weekly bit, and um, next time we will include uh, uh, comments. Because God damn it, Brian, you really brought that. That was, and again, I'm sure there are people still commenting on it. That was that was all I was able to pull prior to the uh, prior to the podcast today. But there's um, something. But don't you agree with me that there's something uh, uh, the, the the sense of community that comes out when and it's only on Facebook, right? When one person posts something, taking such a moral high ground on an issue. And it watching it quickly devolve into just blatant and 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 completely open uh, mockery of the <laughs> right. original poster. Ah, oh, does that make me feel good? Now I will say, someone posted a video later on, and there there literally had to be like between thirty and forty like four wheelers and and dirt bikes that were flying down the road. So all right, sure. A bit of a potential hazard. But again, that's why you just inform the police. You don't necessarily need to just hop on Facebook and be like, what are we going to do about this, folks? Well, we're not going to do anything because we're, we're, we're public citizens. You're going to leave it to the police to handle. Ron, the police will do nothing. Speaking from New York City, um, we have a, a, a roaming uh, uh, ATV and a dirt bike. Uh, I want to say clubs. I do not want to use the word gang. Because I listen, I'm not going to uh, make any assumptions or whatnot. But during the summer of 2020 and 2021, um, it was very uh, it was common to look out your window and to see a group of 30, 40, 50 guys just taking over the roads, not abiding by streetlights, not abiding by uh, 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 dotted lines and double. Yellow lines? Sure. You remember from your driving days. 
Sure. <laughs> sure. Um, that was gold. That was absolute gold. Yeah. So I will uh, I will keep an eye out because we, we have a lot of that that goes on on our local Facebook page. Well, you do live in a privileged neighborhood. A little bit. A skoosh. Not going to lie. You know, just the fact that you called it a skoosh. <laughs> a skoosh. Just a test. A skoosh. A skoosh. Um, so uh, new uh, news came out in the uh, death of uh, Bob Saget, former Full House star, comedian. Uh, America's home video, all that. So uh, some conspiracy theories started to roll out a couple of weeks back um, because, you know, as information about his death came out, it was revealed that he suffered severe uh, skull fractures. Um, one doctor speculated uh, that they could have been caused by falling from several stories or a baseball bat attack. So, of course, the internet uh, grabbed that and ran with it uh, to the point that um, his uh, his widow and uh, daughter uh, filed a, a police uh, excuse me filed a uh, a lawsuit to stop information from being released from the mm -hmm. police from the coroner's office. Uh, but information did uh, come out this past week that investigators now believe that uh, Saget lost consciousness in the bathroom, uh, fell backward onto the marble floor, uh, striking his head. Uh, hitting it hard enough to uh, to uh, crack his skull, and then he is believed to have regained consciousness and stumbled into bed before losing consciousness again and dying. That shit's scary. Yeah. I mean, I hate to say this, um, but as a result of this uh, uh, accident, and I think we can call it an accident, as a result yeah. of that, I tore out all the marble in my bathroom. Um, you know me. I've, uh, you know, I invested about seventy-five thousand dollars about uh, ten years ago. Um, I went all marble in right. my bathroom. It was, um, you know, I just felt that it was, uh, you know, uh, it was a wise investment. You know, obviously I rent, so what sure. better way to spend your money than going all marble um, in my bathroom? Uh, and uh, and hearing that this is how uh, how Bob Saget passed away. Um, I sat there, looked in my bathroom, and I said, I'm not safe here. So I tore it all out, went to Home Depot, and bought uh, bottom-of-the-line um, uh, lousy, absolute garbage. Um, and really, go fuck yourself, Billy. Go fuck yourself. Billy with the fire comments again this evening. I will say that is, you know, for when I travel for work and I have to stay, you know, be away from home for a night or two, like that's like my number one fear is that I will like, I will die like on the road in a hotel somewhere. Well, if I could get more specific with you, I mean, <laughs> sure. I think, the, I think, I think the real fear is that you die in bed in the hotel room and there's like four tissues on the bed right next to you <laughs> or on like the, uh, on the nightstand. Like, I think that is, um, I would be more, I'd be more concerned that I died with used dirty tissues next to my bed <laughs> Then, if I died on the toilet, I hear. But I, you know, we've I've I've had that. I've you know at hotels I've worked. You've at, died at the toilet. We've had, we've had people uh, people die overnight. Just you know, people traveling for work, uh, they go to bed, they don't wake up the next day. No way. Yep. What do you? Uh, what is the uh, process? And I, if you can't talk about, it, I, I understand. Yeah, I mean, the the process is you know you you call the police. The police come in. Uh, because you know you never know what the situation might be, so the police come sure. in, they they check everything out, they secure the scene, um, then they you know with the bodies removed, and then um, then you notify the families. Do you clean the room? Like, do you throw out the bed? Like, what goes on in there? <laughs> I mean, you you clean the room. I mean, you know, depending on uh, what was involved in the death, you know, you may need to have a, a company come in and clean it. You might need to replace, you know, things in the room. It's hard to say. What was the, um, how many deaths have you um, had to deal with over the years? Uh, I would say, like, I want to say four or five. What was the messiest one? Um, we had, uh, we had someone, uh, commit suicide with a shotgun. Oh, that leaves a bit of a mess. Now the craziest one I know of, it wasn't in my hotel. It was in a hotel 
in downtown Philadelphia that had balconies outside of their rooms. And a sure. guy rented a room as close to the top floor as he could get. He right. went onto the balcony. Uh, he had a shotgun as well. And he he had his back to the edge of the balcony and he positioned it so. Uh, so he shot himself in the head with the shotgun, but he also positioned it so that the force of the shotgun blast would push him over the balcony railing and drop him uh, like 20 stories to the ground. Wow. So, like this was a man who's like, I'm not going to be one of these guys that screws up my suicide and ends up, you know, in a wheelchair. I'm going out. So yeah, if, if the shotgun hadn't done it, uh, the, the 20 story plus fall uh, certainly did. And the shotgun to the face, I mean, it literally takes the head off, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, that is heavy. Speaking of people shooting themselves, a 15-year-old girl in the Mexican state of Sinaloa uh, was killed when she tried to film herself posing with a 9mm Uzi submachine gun for a TikTok video. Uh, Yasmin Esmeralda was visiting her grandmother in the small town of Guasave uh, with her mother and younger brother last month when the incident happened. So we have had people dying for the gram previously. Uh, now we have people um, dying for the talk. Uh, she apparently found the weapon uh, at the bottom of a bedroom closet. Again, visiting her grandmother, finds a submachine gun in the bedroom closet, asked her brother to film her holding the gun so she could upload it to TikTok. Uh, but the gun went off by accident, killing her instantly. Um, Ron, did you watch seasons two and three of Narcos Mexico? <laughs> I did not, no then you'd be very familiar with the Sinaloa area because that is where um, El Chapo um, uh, was the uh, uh, head of the cartel in uh, Sinaloa. Right. He put Sinaloa on the map. And literally put it on the map. Um, and she put her brains on the map on the wall oh boy. that grandma put up. Uh, this is a perfect time to remind you, speaking of which, uh, we are on TikTok. On uh, the we Ron and Brian, yes. just search for the Ron and Brian podcast on your TikTok app. Uh, we put up our very first video this week. Um, those ice breaking videos are all the craze. So I had some ice in the backyard earlier today. Nothing to do if you're listening, but if you're watching on YouTube or Twitch, Facebook, Golden right now, oh, that piece of ice, Look at that ice. Yeah. Drop it, Daddy. Break it. Drop it. Oh. Um, so again, I, uh, the Ron and Brian podcast at TikTok. Listen, we've talked about the TikTok algorithm. Um, it uh, it is a uh, very um, uh, uh, self replicating. Mm -hmm. um, if you show an interest in something, it will deluge you in videos along those lines, but. What it also does is every now and then it slips something in there that it thinks you may be interested in. And hot damn, I almost always am. I don't understand the ice breaking videos. I don't understand why um, it is established that men prefer watching a sheet of ice break rather than women. But hot damn, if I see a video of some uh, of a of a hand lifting up a, sh a, 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 a sheet of ice, I will watch it to its end. <laughs> I want to see how that thing breaks. Yeah, um, we'll watch it. It is it's wild. Complete. Also, um, I will also watch anything having to do with barbecue. <laughs> if somebody is That's barbecuing true. something, I will watch that also. I've I've gotten into the the, the cooking TikTok, if you mm. will. Well, we know that you sous vide. Well, I've gotten into the 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 locale cooking TikTok. That seems to have been where my algorithm has been trending. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, oh, you know what time it is, Brian? Before it gets too late, um, it is time for Dead Anti-Vaxxer of the Week. <laughs> Dead Anti-Vaxxer of the Week. So, Brian, who uh, who are you bringing to the table for Dead Anti-Vaxxer this week? You know, this one grabbed my attention, not on the story, 
Okay. On this fucking photo right here. That is Ladies and gentlemen, moment. I would like to introduce you to Bruce Thomas or the man whose look I will be stealing for the next 35 years of my life. Bruce Thomas, business up front, party in the back, wraparound shades, this man fucks. I mean, past tense, this man fucked. Bruce Thomas um, uh, of, uh, of Defiance, Ohio. So right off the bat, the fact that he lives in Defiance, Ohio, you're already guessing to yourself, hey, let me get this straight. This man's not going to be pro uh, uh, mask mandate. Let me guess. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, Bruce Thomas, self-proclaimed hippie, posted um, uh, uh, you know, a lot of things about um, uh, I'm an ageless hippie, a rock and roll heart, and a never-ending hope for peace. Then he also loved his marijuana, posting on Facebook, cannabis isn't the problem, ignorance is the problem. Then he starts to lose me. Um, early, uh, uh, early January, 2021, he started posting Democrats are evil. Fuck you, Joe Biden and your democratic party. B I N E not B I D E N B I N E. Um, and this is where we start to lose him because then he starts talking about, um, uh, uh the, that the police are putting people, um, in, uh, the local area in, in, uh, uh lockdowns. Uh, for testing positive. Um, I'm going to read what was practically his last post on Facebook dated January 28th. (sighs) Take a deep breath. Anybody really stopped and thought about what they're doing? I want an honest answer. Keep in mind, there's no punctuation in any of this. So the pauses that I will put in may or may not be where the sentence takes a a, a twist. Um, I want an honest answer. Think about it. I asked a group of five this question in their mouths hanging open. I said, so tell me. I don't know why I'm using an accent, but it's it's, it's getting stronger <laughs> the deeper I get into this. So tell me, you trust the government and they didn't say nothing, but you're going to turn around and trust the government when they say, take this shot? You don't work that way. And I'm in the hospital now with COVID and I still am not going to take the shot. I'm not going to be a guinea pig. Keep in mind, this is already over a year after the vaccines were released. I'm not going to be a guinea pig for the government that you know people look it up and you can find it. People have become like magnetic. And I know you've heard me say before, but it really isn't all about that's it about trust in the government. If we ever trusted the government, oh, we'll try some on this one. Yeah, they was dependent on that. Look out. Um, Good read. On February 2nd of 2022, Bruce Thomas posted, hey, any friends out there like to drop some prayers? I think maybe three would work. I was in the hospital with COVID. I'm home, but I'm not doing any better. The stuff, the new virus, Omicron, it's no joke. Actually, Bruce Thomas, you're a little fucking bitch because I got Omicron and it was absolutely a joke compared to the first round COVID. Um, February 3rd in the nursing home for COVID, February 9th. Laurels of Defiance is the worst place I've ever been at. Um, made me scream, do not come here. This is the number one nursing home. I need to see the others. Um, and then he started to lose it. Unfortunately, Bruce did not survive COVID. Um, passing away earlier um, uh, this month. Bruce Thomas, we're going to miss you all. Well, that's, uh, I, the brown in the mullet is is my biggest question like does he die does he put streaks in there uh, so many questions that we will never uh be able to get answered now the mustache perfectly manicured yep high and tight up top yep luscious locks in the back this man definitely um banged a chick in a pickup truck in the back of a local townie bar at some point during the 80s no doubt well, I can't, uh, I can't beat that mullet, Brian, but I do have my own uh, dead anti-vaxxer of the week uh, to bring to the screen. That on the right there is uh, Carla Ann 
Harry. On her left, her husband, Joseph. Uh, Carla is the author of The Reformation of America. Uh, Joseph uh, says that he's a religious leader, speaker, author, and coach consultant. Uh, Carla is a Calvinist, a follower of John Calvin, the well-known Protestant reformer. Um, but uh, she is a uh, an anti-vaxxer. Um, she catches COVID along with her husband. Oh, I should also mention, for some reason, she is against the $15 minimum wage. Um, and she is also uh, was against the uh, the eviction moratorium during COVID. So it just seems like an overall horrible individual uh, catches COVID back in uh, in late January um, is on and off ventilators. Um, her husband, again, asking for prayers. Uh, I think uh, your person was asking for three prayers. Uh, he was asking for five healing from pneumonia, rising sat levels and less need of oxygen, comfort for her body, peace in her soul, mind, and that she gets plenty of rest. Although if you're on a ventilator in a coma, I think that's all you can do is rest. Uh, and inevitably, after going up and down, again, uh, oxygen levels rising, dropping, uh, ventilator being taken off, putting back on, putting, that's not a word, put back Listen. on. Uh, for the for for these anti-vaxxers, putting yep, they, they, that's how they would have pronounced it. Oh, uh, they're putting her back on the ventilator. The uh, the inevitable uh, GoFundMe campaign, the inevitable complaining uh, that they won't use quote unquote alternative medicines, and sadly, on February twentieth, uh, Carla uh, passes away, um, going home to Jesus. So uh, at the age of 41, way too young. So fucking young, way too young. Ron, let me ask you a quick question here. Yes, my friend. This lovely couple that you're seeing, Carla and what was this fine gentleman's Joseph. name? Joseph, yes. Joseph. Carla and Joseph, what do you think their go-to order at Cracker Barrel was? Ooh, uh, she is chicken and dumplings because yes. that they can make it like mama used to make it. Yep, yep, and, yep. Uh, and he, you know what? He goes there because you can get breakfast 24 hours a day. And the good Lord wants him to have pancakes at 6 p.m. at night. And that's why he goes to Cracker Barrel. Well done. <laughs> well done, my friend. You know why? Because I can't I can't tell you that I think you're wrong. There I you think go. you're spot on. And those, uh, our friends, uh, are the dead anti-vaxxers of the week. <laughs> dead anti-vaxxer. <laughs> of the week. The coughing gets me every time. Every week. It gets me every time. Um, not a lot of COVID stories this week. Obviously, we are coming out of the pandemic. Tests are up. Cases are down. Hospitalizations are down. Deaths are down. Uh, but there was uh, a couple of studies released on Saturday that says that a market in Wuhan uh, that sold live animals likely was the point of origin for COVID-19 and not any type of laboratory. Uh, so uh, University of Arizona co-authored both studies and said, when you look at all of the evidence together, it's an extraordinary clear picture that the pandemic started at the Hunan market. So uh, maybe uh, not uh, buy live animals in a, uh, in a wet market. Fire Fauci. He is the real <laughs> dictator. Um. Oh, I think we need to get to celebrity obituaries before uh, before we run out of time here, because uh, we had a couple that that stung this week. That stung. Yeah, uh, we had a couple that did not feel good. Yep, comedian, uh, amazing Jonathan, uh, called the Freddy Krueger of comedy, passing away at the age of sixty three. Uh, real name John Edward Sesles. I'm probably getting that last name wrong. Um, yes. Now, he had been battling uh, heart disease for, I want to say, a good 15 years at least. Yeah. Uh, the, the fact that he lived as long as he did, uh, kind of surprising. Uh, but one of my favorite uh, comedians from back in the 90s. Like really? His, his material, you know, he was, when, when Comedy Central first came out, like they didn't have a ton of content at the time, but his stand-up was one of those ones that they seemed to play on a fairly regular basis. And okay. maybe it's my love of magic, my love of uh, wanting to believe um, and comedy. Just uh, I, I enjoyed his show tremendously. 
Did you say that you want to believe? I want to believe in magic, Brian. Do you believe in magic? Um, but also, uh, if you haven't seen his uh, his documentary, uh, check it out. Documentary. Is that is that a, a a Philly thing? I know you guys like to say hoogies and booter. I don't know why I say documentary. It's documentary. You said documentary. I, I understand. Yeah. I understand. Anyway, if you have not checked out uh, the Amazing Jonathan uh, documentary, uh, it's a good watch. I would recommend. Yes. Who else did we lose this week, Brian? Sally Kellerman, who, uh, uh, to be brutally honest with you, I forgot she was still alive. Um, Sally Kellerman, uh, uh, known as the original Hot Lips uh, from from the movie Mash, not the TV show. Um, a looker from day one. Oh, yeah. Maybe not day one. When she turned 18, she became a looker. <laughs> Gotta be careful nowadays. Passing away earlier this week in her home in California after a battle with dementia. Um, famed for not only her role in MASH, but also playing opposite Rodney Dangerfield in the 1986 comedy Back to School. She was also uh, well known for her TV roles in The Outer Limits, 12 O'Clock High, Ben Casey, That Girl, Mannix. Most recently, she appeared as Mark Marin's mom on the IFC show, Marin. Passing away after a battle with dementia. Um, yeah, I mean, she was, I remember her from back to school. Like she was, uh, she was a smoke show in back to school. Subtle, but. Do you see this photo of her on Star Trek? Oh yeah. I'm telling you. Wow. You know, who she back. looks like, uh, Brie, Brie, um, not Brie, Brie Larson? Olson, Brie, Brie Larson. Larson. Yes. Yeah. She's got a very, very much a Brie Larson thing going on. And finally, uh, Snooty Wild, uh, dying mm. after allegedly being shot. Uh, the news of his passing. Uh, was uh, confirmed via his Instagram account yesterday afternoon, uh, dying at the age of 36. Poor Snooty. You know, um, there's there's been a lot of death in the, uh, in the rapper community lately. There's been a lot of violence in the rapper community. And these young guns, um, they really need to, uh, you know, uh, be more careful when they're out on these streets. You know, there's a, there's a new breed of Gs out there. Um, you know, you gotta, you gotta protect your bag. You gotta, uh, uh, stash your cash and, um, you got never be caught lacking, Ron. Never be caught lacking, my friend. Damn uh, right. What else happened this week? Oh, uh, three Minneapolis police or former Minneapolis police were found guilty of violating George Floyd's civil rights in a federal trial on Thursday uh, when they failed to intervene as Derek Chauvin uh, leaned on Floyd's neck for almost 10 minutes. Um, former officers Tu Thao, Thomas Lane, and Jay Kung were uh, charged with depriving Floyd of his civil rights for not providing medical care uh, during the May 25th, 2020 uh, fatal arrest. Um, mm -hmm. They could face up to life in prison, uh, but will remain free on bond until their sentencing. Uh, no date has been set. Uh, no one is expecting them to uh, to get life in prison. Uh, odds are we will see probably something in the five to seven year range. Really? Yes, that's what I'm hearing. That's what my people are saying. Okay. I have people. You may not believe it, but I have people. Let's see what else. Uh, what else do we have this week? What other stories did we have on the list? Ryan, there's only one story that really matters, and that is our after dark. We are having our monthly Patreon pajama party coming up in 27 minutes. People, if you're watching right now live, you still have time. Go to the ronandbrianpodcast.com website. Click the link in the upper right-hand corner. Join our Patreon. Um, as little as $5 a month gets you an audio version of our um, exclusive content, stories that YouTube, that Facebook, that Twitch do not want us to talk about goes behind the paywall. Um, uh, sex, OnlyFans, um, pegging, um, all these types of things behind the paywall, penis to gloving behind the paywall, Eesh. not the non things that, you know, might uh, uh, titillate the senses, but it's not family friendly, kind of like Disney. Um, 
And uh, for $10 a month, when you think about it, $2.50 a week, every week you can watch the live stream of our After Dark. And once a month at the last Sunday, which today happens to be, we invite our Patreons onto the show. We always have fun. We're joined by friends. And I hate to say it after this, after 195 weeks of this podcast, they are our family at this point. They're the Ron and Brian family. That's right. Um, and they come on the show and we have a lot of fun. Um, it's coming up in 25 minutes now. Time is ticking. Why do I feel like I'm doing one of those Jerry Lewis marathons where I'm pointing over to the board? I'm talking about how we need people's donations. I'm dragging little Timmy on his crutches out. And you'll never walk alone. <laughs> Um, I saw there was an article in the Post this past week that uh, two actresses alleged that Jerry Lewis sexually assaulted them. I would believe day. that. I would believe that. Comes across like a pretty much of a dick, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. and I, I mean, we can't talk about Jerry Lewis without that uh, that movie that he shot. What was it the the day the clown sad clown the uh, the sad, sad clown or something? Yeah, the yeah. day the clown cried. That was the name yeah. of it. Like he literally did this movie about being a clown at a uh, concentration camp that was supposed to lead the children into the gas chambers. And he felt like this was a project that needed to be made. And I don't think it's ever seen the light of day. There, um, What I believe is that some still photos have leaked. And I believe that there are some very short um, video clips. But the movie got canned. Um, it was uh, wisely not released. Um, though I really feel like that shit would have been gold for all the wrong reasons. Oh yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. Um, well, I don't think we have really too much else. I think we've hit all the good topics. I think we need to get ready. Like you said, for yes. our after dark, it is our monthly, uh, pajama party. So, uh, we are ready to get ready for that. Anything additional that you have this week, Brian? Nope. Just uh, uh, love each other. Be true to yourself. And uh, if you have the opportunity to make somebody else's life a little bit better, um, take the opportunity and do it. Um, for example, uh, Ron and his wife um, fostered Trolley, the dog. Um, and for the past three weeks, instead of uh, sleeping in a cage, um, Trolley has been uh, uh, a part of uh, the Ron uh, home. And um uh, Trolley is now going to um, her forever home. Yes, correct. And uh, will here's the real question. Yeah. Will you be fostering another animal? We shall see. We shall see. We'll see. You know, it has to be, uh, you know, obviously it has to be the right fit for the household. So just see. make sure that you don't give away the third floor bedroom just in case um, I get kicked out of this place and I need a place to stay. I know that um, the uh, Ron and wife uh, home will always be my second home. That's right. And don't forget, uh, tune in next Sunday. It will be a very special episode as it will be my 51st birthday celebration. So please uh, send gifts, send gift cards, send cash. Uh, but more importantly, tune in next Sunday night at 8 o'clock for episode 196. Brian, love you, my friend. Love you. I will see you after dark. Everybody else, we will see you next week. Thank you for joining us on the Ron and Brian podcast. We're live each week on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. You can find prior episodes, links to our social media, and everything else Ron and Brian at ronandbrianpodcast.com. See you again 